sit back and prepare to laugh. It's the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 24. This is part two of our top ten list. Uh, we're going to do five through one now. Uh, we're going to get right into it now because it's getting late and we're all very tired slash drunk. Well, I am. Uh, Knuckles, what's <laughs> number five on your list? Yeah. <laughs> my number five. Well, see, I had to switch it up because um, I didn't real feel right with my number five. So it, right now, it's Left for Dead. Oh, I like hmm. that. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, just go in. It's a great uh, game when I wouldn't necessarily play it by myself, but... <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> well, the game, <laughs> the game is pretty fucking retarded by itself. Um, oh my god. The three other people with you, and it's like, just, let's go massacre zombies. Yes. And that's pretty much the entire game. It's unfortunate people don't suck games watch, watch, watch out for the tank and watch out for the witch. That's like it for oh that. my gosh. I remember playing Left 4 Dead for the first time, like on my Xbox 360, like years ago. It's like, my first random thing just by myself and stuff. I'm just in with the group. Like, okay, everything's going. All of a sudden, these random zombies just kept on just rushing towards me, like the freaking whatever the heck those, the hunters or something like that, their tongues just trying to grab me. It's like, oh god, what the hell's going on here? What Smokers, the fuck? What? Yeah. No! Yeah, it's like, <laughs> You have to also, for that game, you can't just have four people, you have to have four people with mics. Yes. So they yeah. can I love how that game solved the whole hero complex of of, um, of uh, co-op yes. shooters, too. Where whenever you play with co-op mm. shooters with other people, they just, like, one dude tries to run off and kill as many things as he can. In this game, if you did that, yeah. you would die. You couldn't survive yes. on your own. And so yeah. I, I love that mechanic that forced you to get along, goddammit. Like, it wasn't like they were going to let you, you know, go be the hero of the game. If you if you got too far and somebody jumped on you, one of the hunters, you were done for. It didn't matter how good you were. Yep. It's also supposed to be a so. dick, though, too, those people. Yeah, well, good, good choice. Them, but no, you're being a dick and you yeah. ran off, so you're dead now. It's always nice, too. Yeah. You ran off when you <laughs> fell behind. But what what a smart thing to have like an organic mechanism that makes you play along with the other players though. Mm-hmm. That's really hard to do. So kudos. Yeah, and then you, Very then true. you get those couple of dickheads in the game that is like, fuck you, if you don't keep yeah. up you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you played the level like twelve times already and so you knew exactly where to go and, and then there was some yeah. noob that's playing their first time, they're like running into the bushes and you're like, No, this way. Why are you going well, see, there? I- See, I actually tried to help those people because I know how that feels. Yeah. But, um, he's like, yeah, but if you're playing retarding, you're not going to listen to someone who's actually experienced in zombie survival. Uh, yeah, yeah you're on your own. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him, yeah. Leave him for dead. It's like, I, tr- I tried to help. Sorry, right. right, so Yoshi, but, what's your, uh, what's your number uh, five game? Uh, if if we were just doing this based on number of hours you put into a game, this would be my number one. But since there are other considerations, I'm going with uh, Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. Um, okay. And this is this is kind of going back to Skyrim. Did not make my list, even though I put a good fifty hours into that game. But the thing about Elder Scrolls Four that will make it a game that I remember for the whole generation is that 
it was the first game that I'd played that was open world to that degree, where I, I could literally, you know, play that game for 20 hours before I started the main quest. I could just run around and, you know, shoot deer with arrows and stuff, and, like, look at different caves <laughs> and shit, and it didn't matter. And then once I got into the main story and the side quest, it's so deep, and there's so many different things you can do. I, I mean, I just ended up playing that game for so many hours, just... You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even ride the horses because I wanted to get my well, my athletic skill to go up. Yeah, I didn't want to. That a fan of horse armor? armor? I, no, I was. You know what I would do? I would walk around, just walking around and jumping the whole time, just to level up my acrobatics and my athletics. And I remember I one time I was I was staying up really late playing that game, and I woke up and and I was my hand was involuntarily pressing pressing the jump button over and over again. <laughs> I think I've been doing that for about two hours when I woke up, and I was like, "But, but, yeah, level one hundred. Yeah, I don't know. What, whatever you, you know, all the glitchiness of that game and whatever you want to say negative about it. At the end of the day, it was a game that not only did I want to replay it to see how things would be different, but I also wanted to replay because I felt like I could do it better the second time through. Yeah, like I could really maximize my character. And then just, uh, you know, the, that first scene, you know, you're getting your next-gen console and you haven't really played much, at least for me, before I got Oblivion. And you're, you're trapped in the sewers and you open up and there's a beautiful world around you. And you're <laughs> kind of like, wow, this is where we are with graphics? All right, I'm, I'm in. You know, like, it, it had one of those defining moments for okay. me. Um, so, yeah, Oblivion's going to be my five. All right, Jackie Boy, like, what's your number five? Real quick. Bethesda, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Seems like go Bethesda ahead, has the, like, oh, introducing. Yeah. Knuckles. Seems like uh, Bethesda has that great introduction. It's like, here's the open world. Here's your world. Yeah, go yeah. have fun with I it. I love it. I totally love it. Yeah, no hand holding, just let you explore for yourself. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's no objections. Number five. Jack, what is it? My number five game of the generation is the original Mass Effect. Now, Mass Effect, originally, when I first played played through it back in 2010, I had a frustrating experience after frustrating experience. Like, uh, I know that, uh, I know how people complain about the Mako, complain about the side missions of Mass Effect and stuff like that, but, I mean, yeah, I did have those cer- certain gripes up until I replayed the original Mass Effect this year, so, through my second playthrough, a lot of those complaints that I had just vanished and stuff. And what I was initially left with was just a a game that's just chocked full with such like a incredible like just like love and like depth just put into it. Like in terms of, like the backstory, how one how this one race like was founded, what this was like uh, like how certain colonies are formed, how certain things work, just all these random details for the story itself. In my honest opinion, Mass Effect, the original one has the best story that introduces you into that world and is, does the best job out of all the Mass Effect games where, oh, hey, this, I can get into this, you know what, this, I'm just, uh, you know, just saving the galaxy and stuff from uh, Saren doing whatever the hell he's doing and stuff like that. But here's the thing, one of, the, one of my other favorite moments of the generation is when you find out that everything sovereign. up until then, you meet that Reaper AI and stuff. Yeah, it's not Saren that's behind. Like it's not Sovereign. That's yeah, it's Sovereign. Exactly. You meet Sovereign and stuff, and he tells you every little thing that just starts making sense. It just clicks. Like, oh man, it's that deep and stuff. It's like, okay, I'm on board. Hell, I'm going board for the next game. 
like, I love the little intricate little RPG yeah, details true. where you can just, like, customize your weapons, customize your armor, just a lot of this various stuff, the character and stuff. I love the character introduction stuff to characters like Garrus and, like, Liara, Tali, like, Rex and stuff like that. I didn't like some of the human, like, <laughs> like uh, partners that you had, like, uh, Kaden Malenko and, like... God, I always you let Caden die because he was just so boring. My list of opinion, motherfucking voice, and it's the same whiny ass character. I hate Karth, and I Karth. hate and I hate Caden. They're basically the same person. So fuck them. Plus, I mean, come on, kill let Asha die. You know, come on, boobs. You know, you gotta let Asha live. Yeah, I usually let her live. Whatever. <laughs> she, her face but looks you know pretty busted I... if you really look at you Ashley know... and Mass Effect. Yeah, I, I would live. I'd put Ashley up to it. But it's she still better look than like Kane. any human. <laughs> still better than Cade. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I... <laughs> and I actually, you know, I actually did start to like a lot of the Mako stuff. I mean, I purposely did not do a lot of the various like side missions, which I know I left out a lot of like various things, like uh, some of the DLC stuff, but. I always loved whenever I was on, like, an alien world in the Mako where I could just run over these big old geth creatures and stuff like that, get out of my vehicle, destroy them and stuff, and earn this massive experience by boost and stuff like that. It was just so funny and just awkward, like... Very nice. All right, and my number five, I believe, was uh, on Yoshi's Fat List, but uh, Bioshock Infinite. Um, they go more into what, you know, like, like he said, I think, I mean... I think the gameplay yeah. of the shooting aspect is is, is I don't know. It's I, I prefer this over Call of Duty. I think plus with uh, all the uh, oh man, I'm just blanking. What, what are the, like all the powers you got? The vigors. In that game. Vigors. Vigors. Thank you. Vigors. Just I like first person shooters, but I prefer games where they have those those side powers like that. Where it, and I love like just lighting everybody on fire, or shaking the ground, and then like they all fly up, and you can sh- then you can shoot them all. It, the story was excellent. Elizabeth, with you throwing random stuff, was great. I mean, just finding all of the all of the, the reporters and listening to all the story, everybody's backstories, was great about the game. The ending was fantastic. Um, I don't really, I don't think there's any really bad. You know, we'll get into this these top games here. There's, I'd really be nitpicking to find anything really negative about this game. I mean, really any of these games, but it, it's definitely. One of the one of the best stories of this generation. Uh, it, it has some really above par gameplay, but I think the story is what makes games stick out. Kind of with Walking Dead with me and Catherine is the gameplay isn't what makes it great, but it's a story that makes makes that, them, that art design that so memorable too. to me. I mean, just yeah. what an amazing looking game. Yes, every part the, of it. The, yeah, with yeah, the eye, just the eyes, I, and just everything. Yeah, the eyes and the cartooniness to it is just fantastic. Yeah, I definitely agree with you that that is one of the best games of this generation. Um, and we'll go on to our number fours now. Uh, Michael's, what's your number four? Well, my number four is Borderlands. Shocker! So I'm I'm the only person on planet Earth. I'm pretty sure yeah. that couldn't get really? into Borderlands, and I really wonder why that is. I I played it a lot, and I was like, you know what? I'd rather go back and play Fallout. I I I know they're totally different experiences, but I I understand. I understand what you're saying, Josh. I mean, when I first like tried playing Borderlands initially, I just couldn't get into it and stuff. That was 
then I just tried it a couple of years later. I just wasn't in yeah, the mood no, to actually minority, play that type of game until game. I was and I'll probably personally have to ready it for later, it. And I actually ended up enjoying a lot so of it. So why, sell me, why is Borderlands such a great game that I should pick up and try again? Well, you have to be a fan of the humor that's in it. It's like, it's kind of really... I'm all for that. <laughs> kind of perverted. As a... <laughs> Moxie does it Skaggy style. That stuff. <laughs> but, uh, uh, for that joke, uh, oh, doggy style. style. I see what they're dogs. saying. But, uh, oh, but I, see what, style. I see they were going with this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Gangnam style? What? You just go. Yeah. It's style! Well, it's not Left 4 Dead 4. That's gonna be an awkward title. Left 4 Dead 4. Like Army of Seasons 2? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Two Worlds 2. That was another one of my favorite titles. Not a great game. But, uh, going back to Borderlands, it's like, you kind of have to have that four-player co-op deal. It's like you have to, have to keep people co- yeah. keeping you company and just pushing through the game. But then some of the dialogue, the dialogue isn't as great as a Borderlands Two, but like just some of the moments in Borderlands was a uh, great. Just fucking don't you finally work up to your, the vault you're trying to get to, and uh, it turns out it's not what you thought it was. It wasn't full of treasure. Uh, it was just a giant monster that was attacked you. Uh, it, this is a very articulate. It. <laughs> You're losing it. Yeah. Borderlands yeah, good. Borderlands good. Three Douglas, Borderlands good. Yeah, I'm getting, I've had a little bit too much alcohol. But uh, the... Yeah. Cell shaded style, so if you like that, kind of like from uh, Walking Dead. And Wind Waker, too, don't but forget. Best game Wind ever. Wind Waker, didn't really care yep. for but. <laughs> Damn right, Wind Waker. <laughs> so yeah, my, my number four Top 10 GameCube so games. Take some We're doing that off. next. Yeah. That's a bo- yeah. bonus content. Luigi's <laughs> 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 uh, Mansion, Paper Mario, <laughs> Zelda Wind Waker. Uh. What else we got here? Uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Super Smash Bros. Melee. Metroid Eternal Prime. Dark Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Metroid Prime. Pokemon Coliseum. Uh, Rogue Squadron, maybe? I don't know. Ma- Mario Golf. Rogue Squadron, <laughs> too. We could yeah, definitely make this one. We could definitely make this. this Mario that Kart Double happen. Dash. Super Mario <laughs> Sunshine, I like. <laughs> well, there's that podcast. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, whole separate nobody podcast. cares about this. <laughs> Ooh, Pikmin. Don't forget yeah, about Pikmin. Pik- oh, Pikmin's a shit. And, uh, would you consider uh, Legend uh, of Zelda Twilight Princess GameCube? It was technically on GameCube, so or, yes. Yeah, or was it more of a Wii? But I, I don't know. It was made for GameCube. You know, it was, they, they it was just like a, one of those cross-gen uh, games, oh, you know, bridging the gap. But not number four. <laughs> Okay, but so uh, let's go on. Yoshi Fat Wind number four. Okay. <laughs> well, my number four has already been mentioned, so I can just quickly say it. Um, I am uh, mine's Left for Dead, and this okay. this was the reason why I, I rank Left for Dead up cool. so high is because of 
the amount of time I spent um, just playing it over and over again, even though those levels are the same, you know, they just have, they had that um, spontaneous AI where creatures would come from different angles and whatnot, but I had a friend who would come over, and I swear, we would play the No Mercy, the hospital level, we would just sit there for four hours and play through that, like, five or six mm-hmm. times, and the just finale, each time... No more wow! Really good, so. Yeah. Oh, that's that's actually we sometimes we would just play yep. the finale and just do it over and over again to see how good we could do it. And that was like there was something amazing about the idea of perfecting it. <laughs> and then also, uh, not to be a hipster, but I'm gonna be a hipster. That game came out and was the zombie game, and then all of a sudden <laughs> there were tons of zombie games. I mean, I felt like that game really paved the way for the zombie yep. games that came after it. And um, I think it was. I still think it's the best one of the lot. Um, and I think that a lot of the other games, they just added zombie elements onto a game that was already there. Where this one was like, okay, we're focusing on the fucking zombies. That's what this game is about. And um, I just had countless hours of fun. I even got that achievement where you kill fifty three thousand zombies. Holy shit! Um, <laughs> feels like an impossible achievement, except for if you play it like many, many hours and. I loved I loved just going through and learning every nook and cranny of the level, uh, of of all the different the four different levels you started out with, and then they added more stuff on the survival. Yeah, just that survival fucking was great game. Hard. Oh, but it was so fun mm. when you get when you get up to you know, like the five or six minute mark, no matter, and you were like, "I'm no still alive." How much, how much you try to play? It's like, all right, well, the gas tanks here. Gas laying down by the fence. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, everything's on fire and they're running at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a tank on fire and it's trying to hit me. It's yeah, it was it was a fool's errand to try to set the, that yeah. shit. Yeah, that's my number four. Left left four dead coming in at number four. I like the symmetry there too. But uh, real quick before we move on, Left for Dead Four uh, <laughs> oh, Fuck it. Fuck it, dude. Let's go, boy. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I had it, but I didn't want to interrupt you, Josh. That's okay. Alright, so, uh, Jackie Boy, what's your number four? I just done that. Well, my number four. My number four is one of the main reasons why I purchased a PS3 back in uh, 2008. Metal Gear Solid 4. Metal Gear Solid 4. Yep, that's exactly the right. Metal Gear Solid 4 was the culmination of Solid Snake's story and stuff. It was pretty much one of the key things that I bought the PS3. But it was mostly... The reason why I like this game in general... It, well, yeah, bearing the long cutscenes, long drawn-out stuff, like, with action in between. It's just various moments that would just make reference back to the previous games in the series. Like, say... The, the part where you go back to Shadow Moses Island and stuff, like from the original Metal Gear Solid and stuff, you actually played in like vintage like PS1 graphics. It was just so funny just playing like this next-gen console and stuff, and you're just paying like these little pixels and stuff like that, like Solid Snake and everything, sneaking inside without being noticed by the guards. But um, a lot of the characters are very memorable, like the arms dealer, like uh, Drebin, who is this... This African-American guy is, like, blonde, like, short hair and stuff like that, and he has this chain-smoking monkey and stuff like that. Just, uh, just telling, like, uh, Snake, like, uh, all the various, like, details about the various, like, mercenary things that uh, he just killed and stuff like that. Like, uh, oh, yeah, the thing about Metal Gear Solid 4, like, was the boss battles. Like, there's this, the first boss mm-hmm. you would encounter, Laughing Octopus, I think her name was. I've seen, like, various, like, YouTube videos and stuff where people have actually, like, uh, because there's, like, there's like this particular bed or something in the middle of this 
like this place, right? And I've just seen just uh, the characters like lay across the bed and stuff like that, just toss like laughing octopuses off the bed and stuff. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there it was just a lot of like action packed moment after action packed moment where I just was just engaged in it, really. I mean, yeah, Mass Effect I liked and stuff. It was, like, more of, like, a slow kind of burn and stuff that eventually, like, you know, it got better, and I feel it was, like, a better experience. But with Metal Gear Solid 4, it's just cutscene, mention stuff, you know, lots of various actions stuff. But uh, I loved the last bit of Metal Gear Solid 4, just the whole fight with Liquid Ocelot and just uh, just these all these various little references, uh, like, the life bars, every time it would go down, it would flash to a different type of life bar from the previous Metal Gear games, and the ending is just, like, just bad shit crazy and stuff, too. It's like, oh my god, what in the hell is going on here? Can, can I tell you two things? Yes. <laughs> um, Li- Liquid Ocelot is actually the name of the antidepressant. Really? And then also, uh, the, the second thing is um, my favorite character yeah. in that game. You guys know who, who it is? No. It's 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 the box. The box. <laughs> yeah, that's my it's my favorite my favorite character. So, anyway, sorry. No, I'm that's fine. That. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hold on, I gotta go um, take my liquid. <laughs> but but let me just just one more thing about it. The reason why I like it so much is because you know it's it was just build up after build up after build up and the. And it just played into the factor why I liked it so much. It's because I played the Metal Gear Solid 1 through 3 that 4 had as much as an impact, whereas somebody would just um, randomly buy the okay, game and play so it. Yeah, it would be four. confused. Uh, but certainly anyway, a, number, a lot of number 4s on. on our number 4 games of the year. Uh, mine is Metal Gear Solid 4. This is actually. Uh, oh my this god! Is, I, I'm gonna pretty much mimic everything that uh, Jack just said, but this is the reason why I bought bought a PS3 was Metal Gear Solid 4. I, I remember when I bought when I bought my PS3, I bought three games: Uncharted, Metal Gear Solid 4, and Flower. Um, and this, yeah, this is definitely the main Not reason bad. why. It, like I said, like I this is Metal Gear Solid was more of this. I think one of the reasons why it's on this high on my list is it's the fanboy in me. Because Metal Gear Solid 1 was the game that got me into becoming a huge... Like, I always... We, when we were younger, we all played games. Like, we all played some video games some some sort mm-hmm. of way. But Metal Gear Solid was that first game where, like, I was hooked... Like, it was a game that hooked me into gaming. And I brought, brought me to where what, I... What year today. was that? Like, 97? What year did I... Maybe? So... See that makes me that makes me fucking sad because Metroid Metroid was the game that got me into gaming and what was that? Go take a liquid ocelot. Yeah, if I don't have if I don't take any liquid, yeah, I have to take a liquid ocelot for my heart condition. Or, uh, no. Yeah. So Metal Metal Gear Solid Four. Okay, so we think yeah. this is a solid okay. number four game here. Okay, I'll, I'll roll with it. I mean, I never played any of the Metal Gear uh, Solid games. I played Good Metal Gear well. on the NES. But I don't <laughs> no, I think it's a few gens behind uh, this gen. But not no, the same thing. The, basically, everything I was gonna say, yeah. Prim Jack already did say. It was, I mean, it's it, it's more. I guess one of the reasons why it's it's even right. though it is a great game, uh, and the, the the movie scenes kind of drag on, um, very very long. Um, it's more the fanboy in me that has to put it high up on my list, so that's why it's there. 
Um, and I guess we're getting down to our number threes now. So, uh, Knuckles, what's your number three game of the year? Our generation. My number three, which was mentioned earlier on by Gabe, is Uncharted 2. Oh, hey. Nice. Wow, that's and really exactly. high. Well, I, I mean, know. I'm not going to hate or anything. I want to hear but, this. But why is that one so high for you? It's just, just, uh, where you, not really a spectacular part where, but when you're climbing the, climb, fuck. I'm in the hotel in Nepal. Mm, yeah. And oh. You know, I forgot and about just, that. Uh, you, yeah, you just go through uh, and you end up in like the looking for Shangri-La or Shambhala. Shambhala. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- yeah, Shambhala. And they found out that you're just going through this uh, little adventure with this uh, god. And, oh, Tenzin. Uh, yeah, go throw up with this guy, and he just gets attacked by a yeti. Oh yeah! <laughs> when you're climbing through the, climbing through the town of trying to avoid the, mil- kind of semi-private military guys. I forgot what the hell their name was, but I think it was Cobra. Cobra, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it was Cobra. Yeah. It was Cobra operatives. You know, it was. Yeah. Uh, I remember that, that uh, level where you had to follow the like the. the pack guy, whoever, I can't remember his name, uh, you had to follow one of those guides, uh, up, up. Yeah. what are those fuckers called? <laughs> ah, I'm so annoyed that I can't... Was that uh, it was one of the guides in Uncharted guy. 2? Yeah, mean, like... one, of the, one of those, you know, one of the guys that, like, carries your bag for you as you climb Mount Everest. The, whatever those fuckers are oh. called. Pack mule? Like, no, it's it <laughs> key, I think. But I remember being really frustrated by that part Pee. of the game. But then I remembered enjoying the uh, the blue monkeys at the end that you had to shoot with your golden arrows. That was fun. Oh my gosh! Scooby winding in it where like the entire time was like like miss. Yeah, it was it was, it was old man Willard yeah. was behind it the whole yeah. time. You unmatched. <laughs> you know what's funny is when I <laughs> when I first played that game, um, I I made a lot of jokes on Twitter about how much climbing there is in that game. But, but I hadn't yep. played any Assassin's Creed games yet, so I had no idea yeah. what I was fucking talking about. There's not that much climbing in no. that game compared to Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it ain't no. even close, man. But no, that's a good. No, it's a really good game. It's a really good game. Once once I got past that place where you have to infiltrate and you're using the darts to shoot people and or not darts but the silence gun. Oh, very yeah. early on in the that, game. That mission. Once I got through that mission, that mission I just kind of breezed through that game because it was so much fun. Like I just couldn't stop playing it. I remember played it for like a week straight. And uh, the only reason yeah, I couldn't put it on my list is because I never had any desire to go back and play it again. So <laughs> it was fun though. Actually, I actually put this at the top of my list. I, I probably touched the multiplayer probably once. I loved the multiplayer. It was great. Agreed. But uh, yeah, just go through the part where you're just like. You go through Shambhala and you find this uh, this tree of life that's supposed to make you invincible. If you eat part, eat some of it, it's like, and then you just have to go the background noise. What? Oh, uh, I was hearing background noise. Sorry, but uh, it was like, uh, crap, it threw me off. Well, you start running. You're running through the trying to escape the temple as it's collapsing in on itself. I thought that was fun. That's pretty nice. probably why it's my number three. Pretty epic. Okay, so Yoshi, what's your number yep. three? Uh, my number three is a three. It's Fallout 3. 
uh, been mentioned before. Um, I echo all the things that you guys said about it earlier. Um, to me, one of the most like, in terms of personality, I love that game. The the, the like the sense of humor, the little Fallout Boy uh, icon that goes along with every little perk, all the little bobbleheads you had to pick up or you got to pick up, mm-hmm. all the choices you could make. The countless number of hours I spent playing that and all the DLC. I mean, that's another game where I have I have all the achievements on that game except for the final the ingots or whatever they're called in um in the pit. The ingots. Yeah. I have I have all the achievements except for that one. Every single one done. And I think I played through that game three different times where I put wow. at least 150 hours into the campaign. And I just Wow. I can just live in that universe forever. I can just enjoy it. I, I mean, I love New Vegas. It didn't make my list, but it's, you know, I would put it in my top 20. But this one, it's going to always have a special place in my heart for being such an amazing open world game that also had just this, you know, it had something that Oblivion didn't have, which was this kind of twist of a little bit of humor in there. Um, and the characters mm. were much more interesting, I felt like. Um, Liam Neeson, you know, Qui-Gon, you've got to find your daddy Qui-Gon the whole time. Um, all the all the different companions you could pick up. Um, just, just going around and, like, trying to find all the skill magazines and stuff like that. To me, it was like the ultimate loot game. I could just go around and try and find anything possible. Uh, yeah, no, just, I love that game. I, I think it's one of the best-made games of the generation. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think we've said it as much as we can say about Fallout 3. It's a... It's a great game. Real quick, uh, you say you got all the achievements, so you probably remember this quest. Uh, where you go across the bridge, and it's, it's, it starts to uh, blood ties, and a uh, guy shoots at you. Uh huh. From the beginning, yeah. The, the blood ties. Yeah, it's like the blood ties quest. So it's like you go in, you, in the, you uh, infiltrate this. Right, the vampires. vampires. Yes. Yeah, and you, you find out it's like okay, they're not killing everyone. It's like they're trying to make this kid he'll heal this kid that's been turned yeah well they're trying to they're trying to bring him in to the the family so to yeah. speak but yeah no that's well he's, Lu- i think i can't remember the name of the character but his sister is lucy i think is the name of the character that sends you on that quest i play that game enough times that, mm. yeah that there are tons of little quests like that um and then all the expansion stuff was great the broken steel expansion which uh, increase the cap mm-hmm. from 20 to 30 was fantastic that's another one of those games where I love just walking around power leveling before I even start any of the main quests, and you can get all the guns. And yes. then there's the alien crash site, which later on became DLC, really good DLC too. Oh yeah, yeah, just a really fantastic game. So much to do in that game. So many different quests, and yeah, and again, you guys mentioned this, but the the environment it should be boring with all that brown, right? But then it's not because there are so many different <laughs> things you can do and so many things you can pick up. I just yeah, I'm, I've been in love with that game forever. I mean, when I first got it, uh, I didn't realize that it was going to be my game of the year for like four years straight. But um, yeah, that's wow. Fallout 3 for me. It's made it to number three, Fair which is, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm arguing like it should be number one, but it's number three for me. <laughs> well, it's the only game that you, it's the only time you can go into DC with a gun and not. <laughs> right, exactly. Or you, I mean, they, those super mutants will try to get, get, gun you down. An, well, the super mutants, but the government. The, the super mutants were great too because they were part of the humor. They would say things, you know, like "I'm going to eat your brain after you're dead, human," and stuff like that. You know, that was really just fun. <laughs> yeah. so it's, even the even the mutant you got as a fucking uh, oh yeah partner. fox. 
Yeah, he's badass. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Dog is fun. Um, three dog is great. Um, I, I don't know. Just overall, generally enjoyable game. The totally nuts, nutso ending, um, which I enjoyed too. <laughs> you get that big, the wait the ending. The, well, I I mean the the prime <laughs> creature. What, I can't remember what it's called. Something Liberty Prime or whatever. The statue that comes to life and starts destroying everything. Was was fantastic, um, <laughs> yeah. So no, the the pre DLC I was okay with. I was really happy when they opened it up and let you play after the, that final decision, where you could you know yeah, yeah, you yeah. could end yourself essentially. Um, you had to end yourself to win the game, if yeah. I remember correctly, uh, how they originally. Okay, did it, so uh, Jackie boy, what's your number three? My number three game is Batman Arkham Asylum. Well, with Batman, I could go the cliche route and saying it's probably much the most authentic feel that make me feel like Batman, but the actual reason why I love Batman Arkham Asylum so much is because it reminded me of a couple of games that I hold in very high regard that I absolutely love to play, Super Metroid and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Both of those games, including Batman Arkham Asylum, held key elements where I loved just to... Ex- just to explore different parts and scenarios and stuff. You don't have the right type of weapons to advance a certain part. you got to go to a specific point, face off against this, like particular boss or something like that, get the random upgrade and stuff, and then just go and progress to get like further on. I love the absolute boss battles you had with, uh, say, Killer Croc. I mean, Killer Croc, where you're just on the raft, the raps in like the Arkham's like, sewer and stuff like that. Just try to escape from them and stuff without really, like, Give him all these like sound movements so he doesn't just try to attack and kill you and stuff. Because if you're too slow, he's gonna jump out of the water. He's gonna grab you and he's gonna kill you just right there and instant death. But the scarecrow missions, the scarecrow things were just absolutely like trippy and stuff. Because here you are, you're just trying to hide from scarecrow. Actually, after he gives you like this hallucinogenin, like scarecrow type of gas or something like that. So you're trying to do all these various things just to make sure he doesn't spot you and just get you. So the end of the those particular things, you have to activate these spotlights to shine on them. So you would just go through and just get the <laughs> advance on to the next part. I didn't like the particular the last boss battle with Joker and stuff, but uh, every every bit a part about that game, the solid gameplay, the battle maps and stuff, the stealth missions. I absolutely loved it. How I could just zip up to a gargoyle statue and I could just freak the hell out of the freaking like uh, Joker's crew and stuff like that. Where you just take out his buddies. They're like just figuring, oh man, the Batman's got over here. Hey, everybody, crowd over to this corner right here. It's like this guy is down. It's like all of a sudden you just left out of that one girl. It's like, oh, I know you're there, Batman. Like you just start shooting in the darkness and stuff like that. <laughs> just stuff out the crap himself. Out of sheer fear. <laughs> just moments like that just made it just so incredible, in my honest opinion. Quick, quick note: uh, <laughs> Super Metroid is better than any of the games we've mentioned so far. I agree. <laughs> no, I honestly agree with it's, you. I love Super Metroid. A, no, Super <laughs> Metroid is hard to it's hard to top. I, I I'm not even I'm not even fucking around there. Like I yeah. I think one of my one of my I formative know. you were talking about Metal Gear Solid being a formative gaming experience, but. Um, I was amazed. I mean, at that time, the way that Super Metroid ends um, was just mind-blowing. You were yes. like, this is not how video games end. I have to do something to win. There's not going to be this DXX Machina yeah. that comes in. And also, like you said, the exploration factor. But sorry, I, I right. didn't need to go off on that too much. But just 
for you kiddies out there, play Super Metroid. If you've not played it, find a way to play it. It's so agreed. <laughs> Just track it on down Super Nintendo. Buy off the Wii U for console or Wii's virtual console. I don't care if you freaking pirate it on your damn PC. Super punch Metroid a baby a and take it from that experience. baby. I don't Should care how launch. you get it. Just play it. <laughs> damn it! What's wrong with that people? Hey. Right. <laughs> Why isn't it on my 360? It should be on every <laughs> console. It should be available widely. It should be on my PS3. It should be a launch title for the, the Xbox One. It really, it should... <laughs> just that would have been so, so awesome. So funny. You said you lost respect for Final Fantasy. You stopped playing Final Fantasy once. I did, Nintendo. but they, they didn't give Why? Samus like a spiky girly hair or anything when they switched over. So you know, like if if they did that. If, if yeah, they change uh, Samus okay. too drastically, which I hear okay. is what Metroid so, uh, is like. Going on to uh, like, my number three, it is, uh, some, I think, that's on everybody's, at least uh, two other people's list so far, Mass Effect. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is de- yeah, definitely, this, this Mass Effect, the trilogy, is probably the best thing ever about this generation as far as games go. Um, but... Oh, I actually hope this. What about the Dead Space trilogy, though? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, you didn't play. You didn't play three. I didn't play any of them. I just played the demo for the Dead Space games, and that was enough for me. But break my heart, Yoshi. I'm a heartbreaker. (laughs) Uh, No, but really going on. I mean, like it's not. It's you guys have already pretty much touched on what's so great about the games, but uh, uh, no, just everything about the game. There's there's some reasons why it's not higher on my list, but there's some technical issues with the game. Some of the frame rate drops. Um, the, the the overall gameplay portion isn't as smooth as you want it to be. But, I mean, just... It, of all three games, it has the best story by far. Saren is excellent. That's probably my biggest complaint. With 2 and 3 is you don't have that big main bad guy. Or, I mean, you, you, have the, you have the Reapers, but you don't have, like, the main guy you want to kill... The collectors it's really had a lot of a shields. lot of potential. I felt like, and it was kind of yeah. squandered by the, the. I would have I would have loved to hear more about the collector. The, well, the, well, they were the pro yeah. fans, you know. So I mean, there's yeah. not that much to say about them. But the yeah. the the thing is about Mass Effect Two is that the end boss was so stupid and yes. underwhelming. After you yes. spent the entire game building up this team, and you're like, all right, we're gonna do this assault, and then it lasts like 20 minutes. And then the final boss you bite is this, this stupid, oh. stupid, big mistake uh, on Bioware's part. The way they, I, I find Mass Effect 2's ending more offensive than Mass Effect 3. I know I'm in the, I know I'm in the minority there. <laughs> I really felt like, I mean, it's great that last song, shot of uh, Shepard looking up and seeing all the Reapers coming, but mm-hmm. that that last boss is just an yep. atrocity. I mean, yeah. just really one of the worst things in the Mass Effect series. Whereas, like, like you're saying, Saren is, Saren's an asshole. You want to kill Saren. Um, very, yep. From the very beginning, when you meet yep. Nihilus and Saren betrays him, you're you're already on board with this. Okay, this guy's a motherfucker, mm-hmm. and you just want to kill him the whole game. And um, <laughs> there's the great little showdown you have on uh, Veermeyer, I think it's called, before you actually yep. get to have the proper battle in the Citadel. Yeah, and it just sets you up for this. Like, all right, I'm gonna show down with this, and then. There's a lot of ways that showdown can go too, which is another great thing about Mass Effect One. There's a lot of ways you can skin that particular yeah, cat. Yeah, like make so. him kill himself. <laughs> yeah, yep, you mm. can do that. 
Yeah, that's actually exactly what I actually made him do for my second playthrough. I actually convinced yeah. him enough where he yeah, actually I've shot himself. Yeah, I've done that a few times. <laughs> I have to say this yeah. is one of the games. This is the game I've played the most this generation, yeah. so most number of playthroughs. Okay, mm. so going on, we're, we're getting here towards the end, guys. So number... Oh, top yes, two. It is. Exciting. Uh, Knuckles. Everybody's oh, on yeah. the needles. Ready <laughs> for the fight. Get yeah. the popcorn ready, boys. <laughs> what's num- yeah, what's number two? Yeah, I hate for number two. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> a billion. <laughs> oh. I love those puppies in the darkness. Like so Lenny and George from Of Mice and Men. I, I just will pet them, George. I pet them puppies all day long. I will pet them puppies. Are you give me a Nintendo and the controller? I will pet them. And I will stroke them, and then I, it didn't hurt none. Sorry, sorry. All right, all right. Let's be honest. It was actually connected. Skittles! Come here, Skittles! <laughs> Fuck yeah. But, uh. Skittles! Number, my number two, which made bit a billion dollars in. Oh, Minecraft. Minecraft! Well, there's. You, dude, you can make really? an argument just wow. from a historical perspective yeah. that that game had such an impact that I, I think it deserves to be mentioned. <laughs> Like, holy crap, what other game was like Minecraft from this generation? None. Everybody played it, so... No. Castle. <laughs> yeah, but, um... Yeah, Minecraft, like, virtual Legos, you go in, build, build whatever the hell you want. Just, it's a time suck. And that's what I really appreciate about it. It's like, no, no real, there's no real plot, there's no real, like, yeah, you have to fight, like, a uh, creeper every now and again and fight a zombie. But there's no real plot. You just go into your world, pretty much endless Fair Legos enough. without the mess. No complaints here. I won't argue. Okay. Not this really, one. Yoshi, that's too, that's too classy. I like that pick. Okay. So, uh, Yoshi, what's your uh, number two, then? Uh, uh, my number two's already been mentioned, but I hold it in slightly higher regard than, than other people, and it's Bioshock, the original. Um, being in that it's the only game I've ever played where I, um, I actually sat and, th- well, it's the, it's the second game that I played like this, but I already mentioned the other one, which was, um, Spec Ops The Line, but it was the only game where I got to a certain point and I realized that the maker of the game was fucking with me. <laughs> that they had, they had intentionally set out <laughs> and they given me a list of things that I was supposed to do and they had arrows pointing at where I was supposed to go and then I got to the Andrew Ryan confrontation and I was like, you guys are fucking genius. You just deconstructed what video games are all about through this gameplay mechanic and I was like, this is unbelievable. I'd never played it. I didn't think it was possible to mi- play a game that would make me think so much about the concept of what I do when I play a game. Why am I going to kill this bad guy? Oh, because somebody else told me it was bad. Why am I going this direction? Oh, there's an arrow pointing this way. They made that part of the fucking plot. Would you kindly? Just, I mean, as somebody who loves books and literature, I thought, wow, this is a game changer. And then not to mention, and maybe some people will agree, some people will disagree with this part. I think that game is absolutely a blast to play. I love the I love all of the different um, weapons you have, the different types of guns you can upgrade, uh, your plasmids. I love the little mini boss battles with the big daddies. Um, I, I just see um, uh, this thing I didn't that thing I didn't mention earlier when I mentioned Bioshock. Uh, just 
planning. It's like the big daddies aren't necessarily evil. No. Like you don't have to fight them. And you yeah. just and if you do, you have to plan out. And there was definitely like something going on there with the like the, the the emotional connection you'd get from playing like Walking Dead to Clementine. The little sisters gave me that same kind of uncomfortable feeling about like, wait, this is too, you know, like if you played through the evil way where you just harvest them and they turn into those little slugs, it 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 had an impact on me. Like I felt like a bad person, and then you know when I would when I would liberate them, it was kind of like the opposite feeling, obviously. So. Just a really well put together game. Um, I blasted through it several times. It was, it, it was. It's the only game I've ever played where I played the demo, and the demo made me go, "Oh my gosh, I have to play this game now!" Like I, I don't want to wait any longer. And so, and I know a lot of people would, you know, purists would say, "Well, it's such an easy game. You know, once you get the freezing plasmid and you get, you can just smash things over and over again. You don't really have to have that much skill to play it." I don't really care about that. It's fun. It, you know, it. it Checks off all the boxes for what I want out of a video game. So Very nice. let's move it on. Okay, My number two is Bioshock. Uh, Jackie Boy, what's your number two? My number two is Portal 2. Well, for Portal 2, I originally played through the original Portal. I absolutely loved it. I loved a lot of the, the witty humor by Gladys. I loved the puzzles. I know it was a little bit short, but yeah, the experience was great and stuff. But with Portal 2, I felt that uh, this game had a lot of awesome... Had like a lot of awesome, like various conceptual, like conceptual puzzles. Had a lot of little interesting little tidbits, things like, to, like a lot of those various like gag things where you could just bounce off the walls and stuff, and like bounce like to and from and stuff. Plus the introduction of like uh, various other concepts, like say that uh, that white type of, uh, oh gosh, that white type Steven? of spread. Uh, I'm not too sure. <laughs> okay, I deserve that one. <laughs> I know what you're but, talking uh, about, where you could like what? create a concrete wall that you could then that use what? Slu- um, for, for yeah. creating a new portal. Yeah, sure. I mean, the humor in that game yeah, is that pretty was... much unparalleled. There's not a funnier game out there, I don't think. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I loved a lot of little various little humors and stuff, like with the Kate Johnson, Johnson, the whole oh, freaking yeah. like the freaking lemons and all that other crap. One of my favorite we, things we, is when you're falling, like, plummeting and stuff. You're with Gladys, who had her little, uh, freaking, like, her pretty much a robot type of soul or something just stuffed inside a potato by Wheatley and stuff. Right. You're just, you're just free-falling, and all of a sudden, it's like, she just looks at you. It's like, oh, hey, hello, how are you calling up? Because I'm a potato. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just fucking started laughing. So what was that level where, um, you, you played the level, and the level was named after the thing that Gladys said to you? And it was also an achievement. It was something like, this is the part where you die, oh or something like that. And so, you, it would be like, it was like, <laughs> yeah. chapter 11, this is the part where you die, and then it was all achievement. This is the part where you die, and then the character said it. One of my most memorable <laughs> moments from a, from a game. Um, or this is the part where he kills you, or something like that. It was just a great, great meta-humor moment where, yeah. you know, you're already laughing, and then the little achievement pops up, and you're like, oh, right, this is where I die. <laughs> It's so dire. And you know one, you know one last thing though about like Portal Two before we move on is uh, it had a little, it had some serious tones to it too. Like once you found out that uh, that uh, Gladys and stuff actually might like be like the the actual mother to like Shell right. and Worked stuff like Cave, that, like too. her and Cave uh-huh. Johnson. You had to really look for that detail too. It's not until like the end games and stuff where you actually catch Gladys and stuff just speaking a lot of little dialogue that. Uh, the secretary was saying to Cave Johnson, "We realized 
Oh Shining shit! Shining Secretary, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't put it on my list because it's one of those games where I played it once. I'll I, I'll probably play it again in like four years when I've forgotten everything about it. But yeah, it's not a game that has much replay value in my view. I mean, I'd rather just look up the yeah. notes that Cave said, and that's my replay value. <laughs> yeah. Found, yeah. Found that, I mean, that's why I put Portal over Portal Two because I feel like Portal Two is a, a lot more based on the story and the jokes. And once you've heard them once, you don't need to do it again. Whereas yeah. Portal, I can kind of play and try to. Uh, maximize, you know, they have those challenges where you're supposed okay, beat this level by shooting only five portals, and that was appealing to me, but I, I told, I love that game, but it was one of those games where I was like, you know, people who said I should have wait, waited to buy it used, because I was only going to play through it once, they were right, although the co-op was fun, too. Yeah. Yeah, the co-op was good, but like, like you said, uh, Yoshi is, like, you can't, I couldn't put it in my top ten, because it's like, yeah, you can only play it one time before you have to forget what to do, or else it's not really that entertaining anymore. It's yeah. Like, ah, same jokes. No. Great game, though, still. Okay. Same reason I didn't put Last of Us on here, because I don't want to play Last of Us again. Like, ever. Maybe maybe uh, someday, but, I mean, that was like a great game, but I don't want to play it again. I don't know how to explain that, but there are some games where I just want to play it once, and to me that disqualifies it from being a quote-unquote you know, great game, but that's only a personal issue, Yoshi. so. Yeah, I wish I would have done the same with Heavy Rain, but uh-huh, <laughs> that's one mistake I won't repeat again. Yoshi, that is a perfect segue into my number two, uh, yeah. Last of Us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great game, I have no problem with that being somebody's number two, yeah. I just, I can't imagine ever wanting to put it in the, in the PS3 again and be like, I gotta play this. Yeah, and there's, there's <laughs> it's, it's definitely tough where I agree with you where Replay value does sort of have can have an effect on where you want to play some of these games. And really, the way I looked at it when I when I put this list together was if I had that little light thing from Men in Black and I could erase my memory, like if I can take these games and which one would I which games I want to replay again for the first time, experience for the first time, and that's kind of how I put this list together. And that's the reason why uh, Last of whoa, Us... Whoa, 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 I didn't know we got the mind racy thing from Men in Black. <laughs> my, my list would be different, too. What? <laughs> oh, god dang yeah, it. You gotta, yeah. Clear parameters, man. Come on. I'm sorry. Damn it, now I gotta play this game. Uh, oh, no, no, I know what we, you're saying. No. <laughs> I'm sorry to set the guy I feel, I feel you, dog. No, and that... I mean, people, a lot of people hate the Uncharted-style gameplay. I personally love those that style. Uh, mainly cause I think it's mainly because I'm a lot better at third-person shooters than I am first-person shooters. Um, but just, I mean, once again, it's like a lot of, you look at, if you look at my list, a lot of these games are on there because of the story. And I'm more of a story gamer, and Last of Us probably, besides Mass Effect, had the best story of this generation. And, I mean, it was, you people made jokes, Yoshi, you included, about how it's kind of weird having Ellie around with this guy in his 40s. But I thought the way they set it up was perfect. Um, yeah. You understood it, and, and you felt like Ellie was like you had to take care of her. There was definitely some issues I, I had with some of the, the puzzles. And I use it in quotation marks when I say that. Were put Ellie on a pallet, okay? Now push her. Now push ten feet over yeah. here. Puzzle solved. Um, <laughs> kind of you know, kind of Naughty Dog's yeah. half-ass way of doing puzzles, um, which. But I thought the gameplay was great. Just the, just the, like. You didn't have a lot of bullets. You didn't have a lot of ammo. You didn't have a lot of a lot of the weapons, things like that. Didn't last very long. And just trying to sneak through uh, 
in the like, areas like the like in the winter time when you're sneaking through the, the town and trying to get to Ellie, who's trapped in the in the restaurant with the guys trying to kill her, and you're trying to just trying to get to her, mm-hmm. and just that whole moment was just gut wrenching. It's just you're on you know I'm on the edge I'm on the edge of my my chair just trying to get through that part, trying to sneak past, trying to kill as many enemies because you can get in gunfights you want, but you're gonna burn all your ammo out. And it's just you're gonna make it a lot more, way more difficult for yourself. And I, I just felt like that game. If maybe I don't know if I would want to play it again, but it's definitely one of those games where I, I, if I were to think back ten years from now, think back to this generation, um, that game would probably wouldn't be one of the first ones I think of. So yes, game was so intense too. I could only play it for like an hour at a time, and then I had to quit because I was just like ah. My yes. controller would be all sweaty, and um, <laughs> I was like fish sweaty. Was it was awful. But um, but by the way, I, did, <laughs> I just wanted to mention that um, as soon as I started playing it, my concerns about Ellie and, yeah. and Joel's relationship was totally put to rest. I it was just some of the promotional stuff made it seem really weird, like it was like a Lolita situation where he was. But then when they have yeah. the introduction with the daughter, then you get what it's about. I'm a, and I'm a dad. I have a daughter, so yeah. I, I get it. It was. There's nothing creepy or bad about that dynamic. It was actually handled in- incredibly well. It was just the promotional yeah. stuff made it seem a little weird, and then, you know, and then knowing that the average game of uh, age of gamer is going up to a dude in his mid thirties to early forties, and then like he gets to protect the fourteen year old girls, like this is a little weird for me, but. Um, Actual, the way it was handled, it was definitely like you felt like she was a daughter figure. Um, there was that business halfway through with the two characters. Uh, I can't remember their names right now. The two brothers, um, where one of them gets infected, the little boy and his dad. And oh man, oh yeah, yeah. brothers. That's right. And that scene was just oh wow, that came out of nowhere. And I was, you know, uh, in terms of being emotionally affecting, I that game might be the most emo- mm-hmm. emotionally moving game of the of the generation. Yeah. Could yeah, be. Definitely. I, don't know. I, I, I agree would put it up there. with you. Um, so we're uh, we're down to our number ones, but before we do our number ones, uh, we're each going to do a couple of our uh, honorable mentions. These are games that we considered for our list, but didn't didn't quite uh, make the cut. So Knuckles, why don't we start with you? Where are some of your honorable mentions? Some of mine, like some of them, have actually been mentioned in previous lists. Just. I couldn't really think of some reason why, like Walking Dead and Portal Two, like those, like earlier said, Portal Two you had to, you had to have that uh, Men in Black uh, memory Flashy eraser thing, to yeah. play it again quickly. Yeah, then you had uh, the Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, that's like, definitely okay. Uh, all the choices you make count really didn't count for anything. Yeah, and it's like, but GTA Five is like. I Plus, like that game you, sucks. But the way you had to handle your own line didn't really mm-hmm. pan out. <laughs> well, it's so like it suffers from the Yu-Gi-Oh effect where. No, I mean like, like the entire game sucks. Start, like when it first came on, you made you had more money than. <laughs> well, Wii Sports, come on, the best Man, game I have Wii Sports on my honorable mention. <laughs> yeah. I do, I seriously do. It's the best Wii game. <laughs> There's not a better Wii game. Yeah. It's like, I, I put 
I put more hours into Wii Boxing than I did any other Wii game. It was bowling for me. Man, I love baseball. Bowling. Home run derby for me. Yeah. Home run derby yeah, is could... big fun. I was doing that left-handed <laughs> for a while because I just wanted to see if I could switch <laughs> it to Wii. Yeah, was, not in real it was baseball. Boxing and boxing and tennis for me, but uh, and then it's uh, one of the few actual uh, MMOs that that 360. Final Fantasy Eleven. Uh, Fantasy Star. Oh. No. Oh. Actually, the other one, uh, Fantasy Star Universe, which I was, I've been a huge fan since Fantasy Star Online, and uh, when I, when it came out for the 360, I was like, oh my god, there's an MMO out for the 360, and which at the time it came out, MMOs weren't free to play, so you had to spend like ten bucks a month. Um, and my last one it was like everyone loved it, and was like, okay, it's great example of uh, physics with comedy in it. Angry Birds. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> should should uh, be mentioned, I think, in this yeah, in this generation. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Which, those are okay, mine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yoshi, what what's some of your honorable mentions? I'm I'm just gonna li- list mine since most of them have been mentioned before. But um, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Which I actually kind of liked better than Assassin's Creed 2, but I can't really put it above it. Uh, Skyrim, um, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, <laughs> obvious. I mean, it's That's just that—that that was a benchmark game, and even though yeah. I don't can't put it in my top ten, I still, you know, I have fond memories of it. Uh, the entire Gears of War series should be mentioned, if if only for the uh, the wonderful um, co-op business where you're. Defending, I can't remember what that's called. Yep. Right, horde mode, which was just hours of fun. Uh, the Rock Band series, I want to throw out there because I had a lot of fun playing those games, um, especially with Smelly Pirate and Dogs Die from my own Boom Show. We used to play that a lot together. Uh, Saints Row the Third yep. almost made it to my top ten list. Great game, very funny, fun, enjoyable. Uh, Far Cry Three. Um, Uncharted 2 and Last of Us. Those were my honorable mentions. So I could give you another 10 games, I guess. And yeah. I could do a top too. 20. So. <laughs> All right. Okay, Jackie Boy, anyway. what about you? Where's some honorable mentions for you? Well, okay, since I do got a lot of them, I'm just going to go ahead and just start going through them. I mean, we've already touched upon Mass Effect 2 and 3. We've touched upon Halo 3. Let's see. Gears of War, I like the campaign and stuff. Maybe not so much of the multiplayer experience because of uh, my first you know, Xbox Live experience not being so great. But uh, Castle Crashers was an awesome game that I loved. Let's see. Left 4 Dead, awesome. Let's see. Then we're going to go with some little niche ones here. Shatter for the PSN, which I thought was pretty fun. Let's see. Local Roco, which is a PSP game that, uh, yeah, kind of kiddie kind of things, but it was just like a really fun just uh, game just using the shoulder buttons. Let's see. You had Skate. From uh, EA, which I thought was pretty fun because it was just a natural kind of evolution. Say you're used to the old Tony Hawk games, right? Well, skate you're just using like the various like analog stick to do all these various advanced tricks, and uh, almost have it down to a science where you can just like uh, do all sorts of these various little flip tricks. You make it feel like you're actual like uh, <laughs> like uh, skating like professionally and stuff. Let's see what else here. I have Tatsunoko versus Capcom, which is like a Wii fighting game. That uh, I liked. This takes characters from the Tatsunoko type of brand, like say, like Gotcha Man, like uh, and like uh, other types of uh, Japanese 
is, like is characters and stuff. They're there? Japanese movie stuff against Capcom characters. If, if Mr. Sparkle is a playable <laughs> character, I'm in. He's he's disrespectful to dirt. Did you know that? <laughs> that be. <means, laughs> well, you know it's kind of funny. There's a character in there that's kind of like Mr. Sparkle. No, I think he's called like Mr. Sh- or something like that, or something like Hello, that. Hello, American sure. Investor. Sorry. But anyway, there's, uh... <laughs> one, of, one, of, one of the best Simpsons episodes ever. Episode. Should be watched by all. Yeah, it's a great one. Anyway, I sorry. love that Simpsons. Derailed. I agree. I'm, I'm good at that. It's Let's okay. Feel. It's okay. Let's... Another one I have is Super Paper okay, Mario, okay. which is a, I believe is a very underrated game, which... I mean, yeah, it's not a like an actual RPG, mind you. I mean, there's just very light, but a lot of the story I thought was very surprisingly fun. Kind of a little bit dark for a Nintendo game. Hey, but uh, let me ask you a quick, quick let's question see. about that. other things here. Think, the Phoenix. Do you think it's as good as uh, as Thousand? No. Years? Yeah. Yeah. Do I think it's as good as the Thousand Year Door? No, because the, uh, the Year length, Door is so good. I that's why believe, I couldn't. I, but, I helped uh, my wife. My wife played through um, Paper Mario, um, Super Paper Mario, when we had a, a Wii, and because she really loved Thousand Year Door, and I helped her with some parts of it, and I was like, yeah. "This is, you know, this is cool and all, but like, I really miss the. Th- I, I'll still play through Thousand Year Door. I, I did actually recently because my daughter was interested in seeing a Mario game and so I played that one she totally yeah. dug it and she loves Yoshi and all that stuff so but yeah I, I uh, that game to me was just like why is this not an RPG I got a little yeah. mad about that I absolutely agree with you that's the number one gripe that I had when uh, I was initially playing it because hey it's a platformer yeah I know it's easy and accessible but this would have been better if yeah, it was like totally a, a RPG been. structured after Thousand Year Door but let's see. I have just a couple more guys. Just bear with me. I got the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney series, which you know what? I absolutely love that. The the, te- the freaking like uh, the text like detective things where you're just finding clues, solving cases, and stuff like that. I love that. Just curious things. Let's see. Muramasa and the Demon Blade. That's an interesting game. It's made by uh, Vanillaware. I think they're called. They're the ones that, that are actually responsible for uh, the PSP port as well as uh, Dragon's Crown. Art style is fantastic. There's not like a lot of gimmicky like Wii motion things that were involved with the game, but uh, graphics are stunning. The gameplay is fun and addictive, and uh, it doesn't take really too long to beat. You can actually play as either Momosuke or like uh, Momohime and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm just really butchering characters today. But uh, last. Here we got Zack and Wiki, interesting puzzle, and one of the few Wii games that actually make good use of the Wii Motion Controller. I know it sounds crazy, but uh, you obviously <laughs> never played. That was just one blocks. of the very few. I believe that was really well. Freaking loser! No, no, actually, that game is no. Actually, I had it's kind of we'll, good. Like I kind of enjoyed that. Game. <laughs> <laughs> but but the last game I'll say, which I believe is one of the more underrated, is Mirror's Edge. I absolutely loved playing Mirror's Edge because of the whole first-person perspective. It wasn't anything like the previous type of first-person games I was accustomed to playing. Like, hey, first-person shooter, die, die, shoot, shoot, and stuff. But you're just bouncing from like place to place, just like uh, jumping, like the building, the building, all these damn vertical, mo- like vertigo type of moments where you're just looking down, you're like crossing the beams, like oh shit, no, not no fall, no fall. <laughs> And I loved how you didn't really have to kill anybody inside that game, which is really refreshing, because why the hell do I have... I know, you can just rush through the game as fast as you can, don't kill anybody, 
it just it was always hard for me because the last portion of the game all the guards just converging to you. But uh, yeah, those are my honorable mentions. <laughs> all right, so uh, my honorable mentions are I'll do it real quick because uh, most of them have been touched on, just touched upon. Uh, Uncharted Two, uh, another great great game. You guys right discussed it. Uh, Dragon Age, um, very underrated series. Even though it's made by Bioware, I don't I think. It does the uh, kind of the decision makings a lot better than Mass Effect does, where it's just not like good, bad, and neutral. It's just you have five decisions, and all of them have positive and negatives. Uh, Saints Row the Third, um, I thought revolutionized uh, the sandbox games, uh, everything like that. Uh, Zelda: Twilight Princess, um, w- great game. One one of the games I bought was the first game I bought for my Wii. Like, I think like most people's. Um, and probably would rank in my top four or five Zelda games of all time, um, which might be crazy to some, but I really enjoyed that one. Uh, Metroid 20, uh, Metroid, uh, Metro, I'm sorry, Metro 2033. Uh, that was a good game. That was a good book. I haven't read the book yet, but the, but the game was fantastic. It very good atmosphere, uh, just being a, Apocalyptic, Ru- I can't talk today. Russia, um, just dealing with like kind of weird. There's some problems with the story; they don't explain it very well. But overall, I thought it really was changed fantastic. the Samus um, character too much for me in that game to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> too much for first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> died, I know yeah. they really fucked um, that up. Yeah, it turned Samus into Sam. <laughs> still, it was still wearing brawn panties. And stuff like that. Um, and Dishonored, which is kind of like a, it looked like Bioshock at the same kind of art style, but I thought it did a lot of great things, kind of like Assassin's Creed, where you could play the game a hundred different ways, kind of like Far Cry Three and Assassin's Creed, where you could play. You, there's a hundred different ways you can go about doing, like you know, getting to your objective, like killing this person. You can go guns blazing. You can sneak. You can go underground through the sewer, sneak up and poison his drink and leave without anybody knowing it. You, you know, you can just go up and stab him and leave. Just infinite amount of ways you can play that game. I thought were great. Braid, um, which is an Xbox Live Arcade game. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, about that one. That's a good honorable mention. That game was, uh, I mean, even yeah. though the guy that creates it's a bit of a douche, um, I think he made a great game with just the story <laughs> of the. the oh, the, shots the fired. <laughs> you might listen to this. Was that Jonathan know, Blow? <laughs> Jonathan Blow, yeah. Yeah, he's going to uh, be after us now. Does he wait? Does he live in Iraq? Because that's the only <laughs> that is a North Korea and Iraq are eighty five percent of our listeners. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but um, great. It's just like the the, the time the, the time traveling and just trying to, to solve the puzzles, the music, everything about that game was great. Um, Binary Domain, which is uh, took the Gears of War style, but with the Terminator Two storyline, which I love both of those things. Make them one, th- make them one video game was great, and last but not least, Mario Kart Wii, because Mario Kart is the shit. Ain't no double dash. Yeah, double dash. Anyway. Okay. Oh, I, yeah. I don't want to hear that. But um, <laughs> all right. Show. 
my number one game of the motherfucking generation was in your honorable mention, Dragon Age Origins. Wow. Yes, just the ability of uh, to create your own character from scratch, not necessarily human. I had a feeling that. Like, you get to follow it up through the or- their origin story where you can either be human, noble, or a elf that's living the... a Dalish elf that lives in the forest, or a, a city slave elf, or a dwarf noble, or dwarf, uh, dwarf uh, commoner, which is a pretty much a slums dwarf and just going through that game where you're just fighting the see how you become a part of this greater purpose other than like you go from a say slum uh, dwarf you go from a sworn a slum dwarf to the hero for Elden and just watching his path progress as he's become this nobody that's just recruiting and the entire uh, Grey Wardens and Froden got got wiped out by this traitor, traitor Tyr Logan, and just watching his progress. Like I said, watching his progression, like how he becomes the leader because uh, his superior doesn't want to take command. Um, just making the choices like positive net. You can be Paragon, Renegade, like in Mass Effect. And you have more than, like, three choices than you did in Mass Effect. Or usually you did in Mass Effect. Um, then just... Crap, what was I going to say? Then just recruiting all those people like Liana and Morgan. Like, and then you have a relationship with... You can have a relationship with any of those characters. And it's not limited to uh, any gender or... Gender or sex... What? G- gender or <laughs> sex? Wow. Ginger sex. <laughs> what? This game is amazing. Yeah. You can you can have a you can actually have this like straight like no sex relationship with a uh, uh, with some of your characters like okay you don't want to have sex but you two actually develop. What the a really fuck is the point of that if you're not going <laughs> to? I know, right? And, <laughs> which, Platonic hey, relationships. Hey, hey. Yeah, I, I got every achievement in that game. I had that means I had Did to have se- Yeah, that means I had <laughs> that means I had to have sex with So every you choose the option where you pretty much make a character so... where he has to micro he has to microwave a goddamn bagel and have sex with it, didn't you? So is this is this is this the reason why it's your number one? Is because okay. there's so much gender sex with in it? all kinds of different sex? <laughs> Fox News would have a field day no. with this. No. Just- <laughs> <laughs> no, those dirty sluts at Bioware. Well, <laughs> oh, they were asking <laughs> for it. <laughs> you know, funny thing is, I was actually uh, for a research paper about video game violence, and uh, for for one of my papers in college, uh, I actually had watched a YouTube video where they were bat- Fox News was bashing that. Ten oh yeah, that's famous. Where the, the the Liara scene is, they really bugged them out. Where. Or is it arouses yeah. me, so I don't know what their problem is. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it made no sense whatsoever, but, uh, yeah, just seeing the story, and like, no no story can be the same at any playthrough you have. I put, like, 
Yeah, say I put like 18 playthroughs in Mass that's, Effect That's too. a lot of different genders and sex. I put like 25 sexual. or something into uh, into Dragon Age Origins and Awakening. <laughs> Good God. It's an expansion. <laughs> you, you are a, you're a dirty tart is what you Aiden. are. You're just... <laughs> I, I had sex with... My main relationship that I actually paid attention to was my car- my elf, my forest elf, and Morgan. And that was well, through well, Witch Hunt okay. DLC that so, uh, actually progressed. But into the <laughs> Damn. So. Nice. Sex, the sex section. Fucking. Um, and so we're going on with the Yoshi, Yoshi factor. Let's go on with your number one game of the motherfucking generation. Uh, mine is so predictable, but um, before I, I say what it obviously is, you guys already know. I forgot to say that I want I want to put Brutal Legend in my honorable mentions. As much shit as that game gets, I loved playing that game, and maybe it was because everyone said it was shitty, and so I was mad at that. And then I played it, and I was like, "This is good." Anyways, uh, my number one game is Mass Effect, and uh, the the reason why it's Mass Effect is because. Uh, just like with Oblivion, it had that moment where I really felt like I was in the next generation when you first uh, when you first come up on the Citadel and you fly in and and you get to explore the Citadel before you even go off. I um, one of my favorite games of all time might be my favorite game of all time is um, Night Seal Republic, and in a lot of ways, Mass Effect took everything that was good about Night Seal Republic, made it better. You have the same kind of feel where there are like various home worlds that you have to take care of, but then there's like a main world at the very end you go to. Um, I love the side quests. I love the ability to power level in that game by going to all the side quests first of all, or, or before you enter the main story. I totally love driving the Mako. I think I'm the only person on Earth, but I think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Retarded graphics, or not graphics, excuse me, the physics engine is stupid, but it's super fun because you can't flip over. <laughs> Um, the characters are memorable. Saren is an asshole. You want to kill him. Um, the, just the, the entire, like, playing through that game, every time I played through it, I got something different out of it. And it, it's my game that I played, you know, 20 plus times this generation. And I just always, the, I will never completely forgive Bioware for what they did with 2 and 3. Um, because... One of the few articles I wrote when I used to write for Sarcastic Gamer was an article saying Mass Effect 1 is better than Mass Effect 2. That was the told name of the article. It included my favorite thing that I've ever done, basically, artistically. I took the Mass Effect 1 box and the Mass Effect 2 box, and I brewed two bags of tea, and I literally set them up and taped... The tea bags to where Shepard's balls are, and I put the tea bags on top of the Mass Effect 2 box because Mass Effect 1 literally fucking tea bags Mass Effect 2. And um, I wanted to make that point clear. Uh, it was one of the most impassioned articles I've ever written. Probably the only one other one that was more passionate was about how the finale of Lost sucked the big cock because it did. But um, I would say that all of the RPG elements in Mass Effect one, make it this perfect balance between the next gen and what I loved about KOTOR. I actually think that the the shooting and the cover mechanic is very fun in that game because it's organic and it's not like any other game, whereas Mass Effect 2 you can easily say, oh, this is a lot like Gears of War, you know? it's Obviously, I know people who are more into shooters enjoy that aspect of it, but to me, like the thing that made Mass Effect so unique and interesting and fun, part of it was the clumsiness of the gameplay. It was like part of the appeal to me. 
Um, so Mass Effect, it's my game. I, I, I don't. It'll be interesting to see what the next, next Mass Effect is for me because that's been my favorite game for a good five years or whatever. So I wonder what will re- come and replace it. I, my, my bet is on uh, Bioware making the next game that does it because they tend to be they hit my sweet spot. So I'm Mass Effect. So we got two Bioware games already. Wow. What would you, what would you like to do? What would you like? What would you prefer Mass Effect Four to be? Oh, I don't want them to make any oh, more yeah. Mass Effect games. I mean, I'm wondering what my next Mass Effect will be. I feel like uh, I feel like anything that they do with the Mass Effect universe at this point is going to dilute it. I like the fact that there's some mystery behind various things in the Mass Effect universe, and I'd like to leave it that way. Like I don't, I don't want a first contact war or whatever it's called that from when the the um, Turians and the the humans first ran to each other. I don't want to see what happens afterwards in the the galaxy. I don't want to see rebuilding after the you know the Reaper attack. I don't want any more of that universe. Leave it alone. It's fine the way it is. Um, I, I I just I think that like the mystery behind races like the Hanar and the Elcor just best left alone. I mean it's a good universe. We. We see what happens with stuff like Star Wars when you go back and try to explain shit, and it just doesn't work as well. Yeah, I would like for I would like for Bioware to just keep making new original IPs because they are very good at doing that. Like you just mentioned, Dragon Age, go make another game. You know, it's like I I think that they've they've gotten everything good that they can possibly get out of Mass Effect that universe, and uh, better left unsaid. I mean, I felt the same exact way about Bioshock 2, and I felt like I was right about that, that they should have left Bioshock 1 alone, and Infinite is great, but Bioshock 2 is a is a kind of a, a stain on that um, franchise because of the fact that it it took some of the fun out of Rapture. Uh, so, yeah, Mass Effect. Love that game. Don't want any more Mass Effect games, but Bioware makes something else that I love. News headline tomorrow. Uh, God, George Lucas takes over Bioware. <laughs> you you've described the nightmare I have. It's awful. He just wakes up in a cold sweat. It's like, oh, oh no, no, no. Ah! <laughs> Ubisoft's obsession with climbing mixed with Mass Effect, and then let's make the worst game possible here. I don't know. Well, the number one game that. Really, this game really reflects what I like about video games. It's like I don't like to play a little. I don't like to play games that make me feel stressed or make me feel like I need to play online with a bunch of different people. Sometimes I just like to go back to my roots and just enjoy what led me into playing video games to begin with. So my number one game is Super Mario Galaxy. Wow! I love Super Mario Galaxy. Wow. The thing about this game that makes me feel so that just makes me feel like so at ease and stuff. It just it just reflects to my inner enjoyment of video games to begin with because one of the first experiences I had as a gamer was when I was around two or three years old, like back in 1990, playing Super Mario Bros. 3 for the first time. And that leaving up to there, but when I played like uh, 2007, that uh, Super Mario Galaxy, it just gave me that type of like sensation where, hey, you know what? These worlds are very fun. They're very creative. The level design is excellent here. I love just traveling in the space, the different worlds and stuff, facing off against Bowser and all these crazy nonchalant levels and stuff like that. But uh, mostly it's just, it just feels like very just fun, refreshing for me. You know, I just love just 
the casual aspect. Okay, hey, you don't want to play this right now? Just play a little bit later, do this, do that. It's just no pressure on you just to go and finish it. So, yeah, I loved the overworld little hub. I loved the little cute little storybook thing that they had, like explaining who Rosalina was and all this other stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite game of this generation is the Super Mario Galaxy. Also made by Bioware. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that, but... <laughs> Very nice, though. That's one uh, I did not see coming, even though I probably should have looked at your list there. Um, but, no, you guys, you're, you're probably the you're Nintendo and Sony guy on the podcast, uh, for sure. But, um, I guess mine, uh, Yoshino Yoshifet, uh, kind of ripped this a little bit. Uh, my game of the generation is Mass Effect 2. Um, I, I, uh. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That is so wow, funny. Three out of four of us went Bioware. We are Bioware oh, fanboys. That's, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Bioware well, was I mean, yeah. the game out there. Look, the game Bioware, the game. <laughs> Dude, they need to make that other... game. I'll play that game. <laughs> you you play as, as Casey Hudson, oh, and you're in charge of making sure that the Mass Effect games aren't shitty. With the kill spec three, you gotta compete against these random fanboy trolls yeah, or something get... like it's like really just battle against Mass Effect 3's ending yeah, and stuff like that. Oh, ending. this game sucks, sir. Anyway, so tell me, I want I want your argument as to why Mass Effect Two is better than Mass Effect One. I, I know, like with some of the RPG RPG elements of it, which kind of sucks, but I think and the level cap is way way too low. But I think that the gameplay is definitely. I love the Gears of War style of gameplay. So I, I, I you know mm-hmm. I love this so I like I love the gameplay in this game plus with all the bionics and everything that you can use in that game and just without there's no frame rate issues there's no the clunkiness is gone even though I, I love Mass Effect uh, I just felt that the gameplay is oh, ten times better in this one and then just the, then just the building even though it kind of falls apart at the end with the, the last boss and I completely agree with you on that one that the, the fighting of the human reaper was awful. I thought the building up, introducing all these new characters and then the character development with all these people was just great. Um, d- meeting Jack for the first time, uh, Garrus again, uh, all the, and all the other new characters that you introduce, all the additions you go on the loyalty quest um, are fantastic. There's even though I'm not a big Mako hater, um, I didn't really. I think definitely be my least five if I had. A, my, say my least favorite part of that game, the original Mass Effect, that would be the make would be it. Um, but that's pretty much the reason why I think the the story isn't not. I think the Mass Effect, if I just based separated three games, I'd say Mass Effect had the better story and the better final boss. But I think the gameplay and then the characters, all the characters meet in that game, are just top notch. So those are my reasons. Can't argue on that. I, I the the one thing that I would say in addition to all the the man I've said so much of comparing these two games this is <laughs> on various podcasts but I I would say that the cinematics are better in Mass Effect two but on the other hand there's something very um like low key about the Mass Effect one uh, cutscenes whereas the Mass Effect two ones embrace the more melodramatic kind of cutscenes and you know that's that's okay. That's to be expected um, as the as the game moved forward. But it, it was kind of an interesting thing that uh, the the cutscenes in Mass Effect One felt more like um, 
they were just working out how cutscenes worked. You know, uh, Bioware was not really as uh, in tune, and, and you can see that polish on Mass Effect 2. I guess for those of us who played yeah. a lot of Mass Effect 1, it was just kind of annoying um, that they they really boxed you in and you lost a lot of the freedom that you had in Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2. And for those of us who love the Citadel, like me, um, it was really annoying going back to the Citadel and it was nothing. You know, it was barely, you could barely walk around yeah. and venture in it. But I totally, you know, the fighting is more fun. Like the Citadel and that one. I, well, I did, except for the, <laughs> when they added on the Citadel DLC. That's one of my favorite pieces of DLC ever. I don't know if you guys played through that, but oh my gosh, that's just that's fanboy fan service if if I've ever seen it. They might as well just sent a, a Liara cosplay girl over to my house or something. Jesus, um, but no, no, I love this. I felt like Mass Effect Three was a nice balance of the the first two games. Um, you know, with a li- trying to retain a little bit more of the RPG elements, like. I can't forgive them the way that they they threw out the RPG elements of uh, Mass Effect One and Mass Effect Two. I mean, down to the the customization of armor and other things, um, just became so it was so simplified. It felt <laughs> dumbed down to me. But on the other hand, I I totally agree with you. The production values are much better in Mass Effect Two, and the and the the actual fighting itself is more fun. And it's hard for me to argue against that with all the points I have against Mass Effect Two. It's hard to argue that Mass Effect is more fun to play, the actual fighting, so I, I hear you. It's, so... The Elusive Man is an interesting character. God, I could talk about the Mass Effect series mm-hmm. forever, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I respect your choice, yeah, I, I literally I think number one is yeah, that's... number two. So. <laughs> literally and figuratively. So. Yeah. I think my mind has been blown from all the top oh, man. picks. Yeah. So, I mean, that is our top 10 games of generation. So, we love Bioware. Uh, You guys should change the name of your podcast to the Drunk Bioware. (laughs) (laughs) And a Nintendo fanboy. Just add that in there, too. Aww. (laughs) So. Hot diggity damn, bring on the next yeah, gen. Yeah, you're out. <laughs> it was a very good one. It's one of our best. Thanks again, Yoshi. All right, First. well, I will, uh, I'll catch you guys later yeah. then. It's been fun. It's been real. Bye. Later. Right. Very nice. Okay, later, guys. guys. So um, that was okay. the end of our epic uh, two-part okay. podcast of the top ten games of generation. Like I said before, we'll be... Back next week with a regular um, episode, episode 25, will be a big anniversary for us. Everybody, have a good night, good morning, whatever. Uh, we will see you next week. I was Ginger. I was Knuckles. And I'm the Jack of Hearts. Rout!
few too many beers there. Anyways, we're on iTunes now, so go on there, check us out. And if you like us, leave us a review. And we'll even shout you out. And Jack will send you his credit card number. <laughs>